Mr. Stephen Allen's SomeNews.co.uk, the podcast. Hello and welcome to the Some News podcast number 26. Before we move on, I should introduce someone. Some say he used to write the songs for Hanson. And some say he... What? I'm introducing you. Now that we've made you this show's stig, I thought I'd do the intros like they do on Top Gear. Some say that even with a full row of M's, he can still put a word down in Scrabble. I'd... Um... Oh, I guess that does make me the new Jeremy Clarkson. Oh, dear. Didn't you hear? He's been in some trouble. He said that people who go on strike should be shot in front of their families. Yeah. Then two days later, he wrote a newspaper column saying that people are inconsiderate if they commit suicide by jumping in front of a train. Although, in his ideal world, if you were depressed and wanted to end your life, all you'd have to do is go on strike. Okay, I I suppose I should say something offensive. It it could help publicise the podcast. Um, You know when you go for a coffee and those flipping table nabbers turn up? The people who nab themselves a table before joining the queue. So if it's busy, you get served, you turn around to find there's no tables left, and now you're just a knob stud holding a hot drink. You can't take it away because you got it in a proper cup, and it's all their fault. Well, I would shoot table nabbers in front of their families. Oh yeah, their families are sat down while they're in the queue. It's harder to be a Clarkson than you'd think. Anyway, in this edition, yes, Mrs. Leveson inquiry, sexual thought, and is there life on Kepler 22B? Let's crack on. Mr. Stephen Allen's Some News Podcast, the main news. The Leveson inquiry has been taking place looking at how bad journalists are. I don't want to ruin the ending for you, but they don't come out of this well. Every day, giving evidence, we saw a list of celebs, and it was an impressive cast list. This year, starring Sienna Miller. Obviously, that's a very intimidating situation to be in. And Hugh Grant. I've never had a good name. I've never had a good name. And introducing Max Mosley. From the writer of Harry Potter, it's The Levison Inquiry. Don't believe everything you read in The Levison Inquiry where paper beats rock, but not justice. Yep, there was Hugh Grant, Steve Coogan, Max Mosley, J.K. Rowling, Sienna Miller, Charlotte Church. We're not used to seeing this many celebrities on one show without being able to vote one off. In fact, this was on at the same time as I'm a Celebrity Get Me Out of Here was on our screens. If you turn the channel at the wrong time, you get very confused. Let's see what's on the box. What we want you to do is lick this. It's the earnest of something that's from Australia. I think Rebecca Brooks has already done that. Hugh Grant pointed out that he's not one of those celebs who trades off being in the papers. And it does, and it's made absolutely no difference at all. I'm the man who was arrested with a prostitute and the film still made tons of money. Don't go thinking that film made money because you were caught with a prostitute. That's not the message to send out to the kids. Listen, getting caught with a prostitute will not help your career, or I would be way more famous by now. One point Hugh was making was that there was a culture of fear. If you complained about the treatment you got from the press, you knew you'd get much worse. And as if to prove the point, the following day, the Daily Mail printed a vicious attack on Hugh Grant, saying Hugh was a man consumed by hatred for the media. Ouch. And that's not where the attack ended. Hugh Grant was born on September the 9th, which makes him a Virgo. If you read Jonathan Kainer's horoscopes that day, Virgo, challenges at work can push you to the limit. 
The presence of Saturn means you'll be put on the spot, and as Jupiter is retrograding your sign, you'll be a lying, cheating Steve Coogan was there, and he said that dealing with the newspapers was like dealing with an organised crime syndicate. Well, it's, 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 uh, it's like the mafia, it's just business. But if you're a celeb, you don't wake up with a horse's head in the bed next to you, unless you're Ross Kemp. And Sienna Miller gave evidence of the treatment she got from the paparazzi. She said she was spat at and verbally abused. I bet Max Mosley didn't complain about that as much. Sienna said... You know, I would often find myself, I was 21, um at midnight running down a dark street on my own with 10 big men chasing me. Um, and the fact that they had cameras in their hand meant that that was legal. But if you take away the cameras, what have you got? A Benny Hill sketch? Uh, she also said... Horribly, I accused my friends and family of selling stories and they accused each other as well. I feel terrible that I, they would even consider accusing people of betraying me like that, especially people who I know would rather die than, than betray me. Uh, they're sat there thinking, whoa, hang on a minute. I don't want to betray you, but let's not bring death into it. So Paul McCartney said he'd been shown evidence by police that indicates his phone was hacked. And let's remember, Sir Paul McCartney's in his late 60s now, so it's impressive he can even work a mobile. Every time my parents try and check the voicemail, they set the skybox to series record. Paul claims it had a lasting effect, saying, I tend not to say much on the phone now. If I leave a message, it's benign. That's true of a lot of celebs. They don't want to say much in voicemails these days. They try and give very little away. Which explains why I got this. Listen to your messages. Press 1. Sorry. Received today at 2.52am. feel sorry for a lot of these famous people, but if they want to avoid having such a bad time with press intrusion, all they need to do is do what I do. I make sure that, in my career, I never have any success, or fame, or talent, or earning potential. No one knows or cares who I am, and I'll tell you something, Rupert Murdoch has left me alone. The last thing that went through my bins was a fox. But hang on, doesn't Murdoch own fox? Oh! The somenews.co.uk podcast. We are not alone. There could be aliens. Closing in on second Earth, said Time magazine. A new Earth, said The Telegraph. And potential new immigrants, said The Daily Mail. Yes, there's a chance of aliens. Scientists have found an Earth-like planet. It's Kepler-22b. Not to be confused with Kepler-22a. Same letterbox, different doorbells. Uh, yes, this week they told us about the new Earth, which could have oceans and continents and could potentially sustain life. And two days later, they found the first Manchester United fan on there. It's still nearer to Manchester than most Man U fans are. Uh, this is great news. With a new Earth out there, that means we can all calm down about this saving the planet lark. We have a spare. Do you need carrier bags or do you have a bag for life? Neither. I have this. A disposable veal skin bag. <laughs> it's handy that we have another planet to live on, because we don't have long left here. Remember, the world ends in 2012, according to the Mayan prophecy. This is because the Mayan calendar ends in December 2012. But to be fair, the last entry in that calendar said, remember to buy a new calendar. Uh, scientists say Kepler-22b is the best hope yet for future human habitation. The only downside is it's 600 light years away. It's nice, but it's too much of a journey to bother going. You know, like Cornwall. 
Kepler 22b has an average temperature of 22 degrees Celsius. It orbits its sun in 290 days and is about twice the size of Earth. So on that planet, you'd sweat more, get old quicker, and technically weigh more. No deal! I've not been Jenny Craigin for nothing. Scientists believe there could already be life on Kepler 22b, not necessarily intelligent life, but still life. As I said, man, new fans. It's exciting, isn't it? There could be life out there, and I wanted to find out. So I got the coordinates for Kepler 22b, pointed my FreeSat dish at it, and. Earthlings, I am Belage, Emperor of Kepler 22b. We have learned a lot about Earth by studying your television broadcasts that beam out into space. From watching your news at 10, we know your economy is failing. The perfect time to mount an invasion. From watching your Prime Minister's question time, we knew you were unable to organize a defense. We would rule, and you would treat us like royalty. And then we saw archive news footage from Paris, and saw how you treat your royalty. So, um, we'll, we'll just give it a miss. The SomeNews.co.uk podcast. You know the old saying, men think about sex every seven breasts. Uh, seconds. Every seven seconds. Uh, Well, it's been disproved. New research shows men actually think about sex 19 times a day. Well, doesn't have to mean the old saying was wrong. It could have just changed. Maybe we used to think about sex every seven seconds, and now we only think about it every 50 minutes. In which case, ladies, you have really let yourselves go. It's pointless working out the average time between sex thoughts, though, because we won't space them out to one every 50 minutes. We'll bunch them up. As a man, you'll think about sex a lot at certain times and less at others. For example, uh, you think about sex quite a bit just before sex and less later. Oh, I think we're going to have sex. 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 Oh, oh, oh no, we're having sex. Think about something else. Football. 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 Margaret Thatcher. Sex. Still, that's only about 10 of your 19 a day. That means we'll be nine times in the remaining 23 hours and 54 minutes that you can have a little sex thought. They could happen any time, but we always hope it's not while you're watching Loose Women on ITV1. The same research found that while men think about sex more than food, women think about food more than sex. Which isn't fair, because there are restaurants. But there's a flaw in this research. They gave some students a notepad and told them to write down every time they thought about sex. As if you'd fill that in honestly. Day one, 9.06am, woke up, yawned, thought of sex. 9.24, saw Christine Bleakley on TV, thought of sex. 9.32, saw Adrian Charles face away from the camera, nice head of hair, thought of sex. You can't do proper scientific research like that. But to help me do it properly, I'm joined by Professor Barry Owner. Hello. Hello, Steve. You're hooking me up to this machine. Tell us about it. It's a neuron impulse monitoring device, which basically tells us every time you think of sex. Okay, and how will we know when I do? When the machine picks up a sexual thought, we've set it up to make this noise. All right, let's do it. Okay, uh, think about Jordan. Nothing. She's not really my type. Well, um, Kylie Minogue, dressed as a French maid. Still nothing. Well, who who do you find attractive? Uh, Pippa Middleton. Okay, uh, think of Pippa, naked. 
Are you okay? Well, I've been under a bit of pressure at work, but... The... No, no, I'm fine. Look, it, is this thing working? All the settings are fine. I, I tested it earlier. Well, don't look at me like that. It must be the machine. Maybe it was damaged when your mumbling producer carried it in. I did see he built up quite a sweat. Uh, take it off. The SomeNews.co.uk podcast. New research has come out that tried to undo years of gender equality. Ready for it? Here it is. Men can't do washing machines. Women don't get iPhones. Oh, come on. They plug in and they vibrate. I don't know where I'm going with this. In the survey, a quarter of men admitted they had no idea how to use their washing machine, and a similar amount were clueless when it came to using the grill or oven. Really? Were they actually clueless? Or did they think, If I pretend I don't know what I'm doing, she'll do it all for me. It's the same technique I use in foreplay. A study of 2,000 adults found women, on the other hand, were more likely to struggle with turning off their children's games console and getting their smartphone to work. Don't worry, if you can't use your iPhone, I think they've brought out an app for that. Deborah Rizbridger from Amica Kitchen Appliances, who paid for this study, said, uh, The survey results are probably worth keeping in mind for anyone buying gadgets for a loved one this Christmas. No, they're not. If you're a bloke out shopping, don't think. Hmm, what do women like? Oh, remember that survey? Washing machines. The study found men struggle to get to grips with nine household gadgets or appliances. They include the tumble dryer, dishwasher, iron, oven, vacuum, hob and food mixer. Uh, women find a total of 14 gadgets hard going, including the laptop or PC, printer, Sky Plus and digital cameras. They also struggle to overcome problems with the video camera. Women can't use video cameras. Not on the websites I go to. But I thought this gave us a chance to revel in the inadequacies of the other halves. So I asked, what is your partner useless at? I asked that on Twitter, and here are some of the answers. Julie Weston said, basically, at being another half. Too general for you? Well, he does make exceedingly good bread, for which I may keep him. Looks like you got a Mr. Kipling fetish. Uh, site manager gal said, Not sure where I'd begin. The week-long silent treatments, the obsession with strangulation and weight gain. Real charmer. Woo, run for the hills. Coyote says, My other half is useless at pretty much everything. Doesn't cook, doesn't help with the kids. Possibly because he doesn't exist. Claire Turton said, My other half is useless at spelling and buying me gifts I actually want or need. Bought me a gas cooker lighter for Christmas about ten years ago. I've never forgiven him. Came with a car washing sponge too. Laura Higgins says, finding socks. Your other half can't find socks. Flip-flops. And Nop said, I know it's cliched, but navigating. But not just navigating maps. She's a successful solicitor that confuses left and right. Ali Pom says, cooking. Needs a sat-nav to get to the kitchen. Louise Alain says, for most women, it's probably fidelity. <gasps> There's a backstory. Fab Tantrum. My ex was very bad at giving head muffin. I don't really fully know what that is, but I think I can guess. Rich Purse says sticking to her diet. Oh, if she finds out about that, you're going to be in trouble. Uh, Schiltz84. My other half was bad at letting go. They call that stalking, I think. Uh, Ali underscore Lloyd. Thinking. She is rubbish at thinking. I don't let her do it anymore. I like to say it's for her own good. And Rick J one The wife is useless at making mistakes. She leaves them all for me to make. The somenews.co.uk podcast. Your letters. Just time for another one of your letters. Reynard City asked on Formspring, what do you want for Christmas? Um, not a dog. I don't know if you know about this, but a dog isn't just for Christmas, it's for life. Well, they don't last all your life. 
They say it's for life, but it's only about 10 years. It's like a prison sentence for murder in the UK. Huh? Political. Some dogs last longer, though. And this week, the world's oldest dog died in Japan. It was 26. That's going to be tough for the family. Well, tough, chewy, whatever. The somenews.co.uk podcast. That's it for another episode. Check out somenews.co.uk, get the email newsletter, the Android app, or read on your Kindle. Any emails to podcast at somenews.co.uk. Follow on Twitter at Mr. Steve N. Allen, and you can subscribe via iTunes. Till next time. Bye. The Some News Podcast. Get more at somenews.co.uk.